0: Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. Merry Christmas! In Luke chapter 1, we find the account of the angel Gabriel coming to Mary with the news that she will conceive and bear the God-man, Jesus Christ our Lord. Mary is a certain example to all of us as Christians of what godly character and obedience looks like. Although she is troubled by the word of God, in an example to us all, she proclaims, quote, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Let's open our Bible now to Luke chapter 1 and look at the incredible devotion and character of the mother of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, good morning and welcome to another teaching. It is a Wednesday morning here in texas and hopefully you all loving on jesus spending time with jesus spending time thinking about jesus spending time talking about jesus and his word and his kingdom and his will we were uh, doing bible study this morning and uh my big brother billy was leading us just did an incredible job teaching and uh he was he was leading us in bible study teaching through Titus chapter 1 an incredible 16 verses um <clears throat> we were just talking about the uh you know as christian leaders we need to have a lifestyle of course of 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 really repenting you know when we make mistakes having a, a lifestyle of repenting over sin having a lifestyle of being of being more and more holy or obviously and you know and obviously none of us are perfect so You know, the closer we grow to Christ, the more we ought to, uh, you know, the more we ought to spend time in in really examining ourselves and seeing the things that are out of place and simply repenting and asking for forgiveness. Um, the The closer we grow to Christ, the more conviction we ought to have. No condemnation, not shame, not guilt, but the more conviction we ought to have in just the areas of our lives that are, you know that are not where they are regarding our walk with Jesus, right? Um, <clears throat> Paul goes through this in a detailed way in, in Romans chapter seven, where he says, you know, there's still aspects of his life where the good he wants to do is not what he does. And yet there are things in his life that he doesn't want to do that he keeps on doing. And yet he's convicted about it and wants to, to live in a more holy and righteous way. Right? But I mean, we, we, we ought to have a lifestyle of just thinking about Jesus, speaking about jesus and his word again in his kingdom and so there's really nothing in our lives that's more edifying more beneficial to ourselves or others so thank you lord jesus all right well today we're going to do <clears throat> lord willing here where the plan is to do luke chapter 1 verses 26 to to 38 um you know from now to the end of the year lord willing we're going to do just teachings on uh on christmas um I should have actually done this teaching last time Um, chronologically what happens here uh, happens before the um, the account that we did last time which was Matthew 1 verses 18 to 25 this happens before that so I actually should have done this first but uh, I hadn't given the time to study it yet this year I'd studied it many many times but not uh, not for teaching and so I'm studied up. We went through it at Bible study on Tuesday. You know, we're in a lot of Bible studies here. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> I got it all nice and highlighted here in my, in my Bible here on YouTube. You can see that picture and uh, bam. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Whew. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> well, Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for Christmas, Father. We thank you for the celebration of of the birth of our lord and savior and master and king and god jesus christ our lord lord jesus we thank you for becoming a human man for us we thank you for living a perfect righteous life for us we thank you for dying a torturous death for us and we thank you that you are alive and risen today and we worship you today lord jesus Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open your word. We ask you to give us eyes that see, ears that hear, and hearts that understand. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Luke 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee May it be to me as you have said, then the angel left her. Wow thank you Lord Jesus <clears throat> again when you when you read the accounts in the gospels, when you read the accounts of, of Mary at the birth of Jesus um, you know and even throughout the, the gospels um, throughout his life, you just see this incredible incredible strong, woman of God. Um, uh, you know, in, in, in a character in Mary to be emulated by all of us. Okay. Now Mary's not perfect. Okay. We can see times in the gospels where Mary misses it. Right. Um, in Mark, I believe it's chapters three and four, we find that Mary, you know, believes that Jesus is out of his mind and goes with her other children, um, to take charge of him, Right. Um, And, uh, you know, because she doesn't understand and certainly like the way Jesus is managing himself, she could tell that Jesus is starting to upset a lot of people. Um, And, you know, that, you know, she she did not want Jesus to be speaking as boldly as he was against the religious establishment of that day. Uh, So, you know, again, Mary is not perfect. Mary is certainly not sinless. Right. But Mary is an incredible woman of God. And as we talked about last time, Jesus's stepfather Joseph, right, um, is is about to find a man of God as as you'll ever find, right? So, it's not a uh, it's not a coincidence who the Lord Jesus chose to be his his earthly parents. Okay, Jesus is full blown Almighty God. Okay, and. He willingly enters this world, becomes a human man on behalf of all humanity, lives a perfect, righteous life on our behalf and in our place that we could never live, then dies a torturous, horrible death on our behalf and in our place that we should have died, and then was raised from the dead. for anyone to receive the forgiveness of their sins, for anyone to be saved, for anyone to receive eternal life and go to heaven when they die and avoid an eternity in hell separated from the triune God, all they need to do is receive Jesus, is go before Jesus, humble yourself, acknowledge your sinfulness and simply pray to him, Lord Jesus, I confess I am a sinful person, Lord. Lord, I know that I am sinful, And Lord, I know that I am hopeless and helpless and desperate without you. But Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. And I do believe you became a human man and came into this world and lived a perfect, righteous life, even for me, and died a horrible, torturous death, even for me. And I believe, Lord Jesus, you are alive and risen today. And therefore, I ask you now, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart, to be the Lord of my life, to save me from my sin and to bring me to heaven when I die. Lord Jesus, I place all my faith and trust and confidence and hope in you alone to save me and to be my everlasting Lord and God. <clears throat> That's how you become a Christian. Now it's important that it's not just uh it's not just saying words, right? It's not just just going through some rote words, right? It's 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 the it's the sincerity and the genuineness of our heart that matters to the Lord, right? But we do use our words to communicate our heart to Jesus. So again, if you're not sure that you're a Christian today, if you're not sure that you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, right? Then go ahead and rewind the tape. Use the words I used. Uh, John 1.12 says, God has given His Word. It says, yet to all who received him, Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Have you genuinely received Jesus Christ into your heart for the forgiveness of your sins and the salvation of your soul? Have you received him as your Lord and Savior? Right? Romans ten thirteen says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, again, it's not our words that save us. What that's saying is if Out of a humble heart, out of a heart knowing your hopelessness and helplessness, your sinfulness, your desperation, and that without Jesus, only hell awaits. Out of that heart, you humble yourself and you call out to him, you know, asking him out of known desperation to be your Lord and Savior and putting your full trust and confidence and reliance in him alone for the forgiveness of your sins and the salvation of your soul. You will be saved, right? We, we, we did it last time, right? In Matthew one, verse 21, I believe it is, um, you know, the angel says that, you know, you know, Mary will give birth to a child and you're to give him the name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Okay. We have a sin problem. Humanity has a sin problem. All eight billion people in the world, right? So, uh, some international organization just confirmed that there are certainly eight billion living people in the world now, and every single one needs Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins and the salvation of their soul. This is what the Bible teaches. This is why we do what we do. Okay, um, is to is to is to, again to bring the revelation, the understanding, the knowledge of the need of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins and the salvation of our soul and the deliverance of eternal hell. And then from that point, after we've received Jesus, right, by God's grace and mercy, it has nothing to do with us. Nothing we do saves us or helps saves us, helps saves us. all we can do is genuinely receive Christ as our savior. And then after we've received Christ, we spend the rest of our lives growing as disciples of Jesus, right? Living for Jesus, loving for Jesus, giving for Jesus, and forgiving for Jesus, right, Melanie? It's the meaning of life, Kayla, okay? All right, <clears throat> wow, man. All right, verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, A town in Galilee. Okay, now the sixth month is really speaking of the, you know, it says in verse 24, if you go back and read verses 24 and 25, it says, after this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. Verse 25, the Lord has done this for me, she said, In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. And now this is the the pregnancy of Zechariah and Elizabeth, and Elizabeth is now carrying John the Baptist. And she remains in seclusion for five months. And then verse 26 picks up in the sixth month, okay? So this is the sixth month now of Elizabeth's pregnancy. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, I know a Gabriel, and he's a fine young man. He's a young man of God, um, 16 years old, and uh, you know, making an effort to walk with Jesus. We're working on it. You know, all of us need to walk with him a little more, Gabe. But uh, you know, there's nothing in our lives, Gabe, that's more important than walking with Jesus. We all make mistakes, right? None of us are perfect. And uh, Gabriel's a fine young man, and I'm just looking forward to what the Lord is gonna gonna do in his life, and is doing. But this is the angel Gabriel now. This is archangel Gabriel. One of the names for Gabriel <laughs> is God's enforcer. Yeah. Think about that, right? And we, and we see that, and we're going to compare and contrast here, Mary's faith to Zechariah's lack of faith. Um, if you look in Luke 1 and you look in verse 11, okay? It says, Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, and this is Zechariah, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. Verse 12 When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. Now, this is Gabriel. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord." Now, look at verse 18. Zechariah asks the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. Zechariah doesn't have the faith. Angel Gabriel, God's enforcer, appears before him, tells him what's going to happen. We get it, right? Who knows how old Zechariah is? Mid 60s? 70s? His wife may be around the same age. Yeah. The time for having babies is long past, right? Look what he said. Zechariah asked the angel, "How can I be sure of this? Okay So he not only doesn't have faith, right? How can I be sure that what you're saying is going to happen? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. As a side note, I have found I have found often. You know, I've said so many ridiculous things in my life, and I confess I still say some foolish things more often than I should. And this is one of them. Talking about your wife or another person's wife and calling her well along in years, I don't know, for whatever reason, it doesn't go well for me. Verse 19, the angel answered, I am Gabriel. I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. Look at verse 20, and now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Again, Gabriel, God's enforcer. Zechariah doesn't have the faith. He did not believe the word of God given to him by Gabriel. Gabriel immediately brings judgment. He immediately executes judgment himself. No judge, no jury, Gabriel himself, okay, brings the judgment. That's the power this angel walks in, <clears throat> okay? Um, he's God's enforcer. The judgment comes. And until the birth of your child, you'll be silent and unable to speak. And, you know, um, it says in verse 22 in speaking of Zechariah, when he came out, he could not speak to them, to the people. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. Again, Gabriel, God's enforcer, you know, gave the, uh, gave the judgment for John's lack of faith, right? I'm sorry, Zechariah's lack of faith, that he will have a son, John the Baptist, who would be the forerunner of Jesus, announcing the, comer, the coming of Jesus. So you can see... That John the Baptist is six months older than Jesus. So now, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. This is the first mention of Nazareth in the Bible. Okay, it's a very—it's amazing where Jesus, you know, chose to be born in such a small and unknown town, right? You remember in uh, in in the Gospel of John, chapter one, right, when Nathaniel says Nazareth. Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? Um, and so he was just a sincere man and spoke his heart. And Jesus said that about him, that there's nothing, nothing false in Nathanael, right? Um, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. Verse 27, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. So again, the the scripture, the Bible goes out of its way to make it clear, right, of, of the virgin conception of Mary. And the irony is, you know, we call it the virgin birth, and it wasn't really so much a virgin birth as a virgin conception, right? The virgin conceived, right, without having any intimacy with a man okay um the birth as far as we could tell was it was a normal birth um but it's unambiguous okay that that mary was a virgin and was made pregnant by god the holy spirit it's going to say overshadowed her the holy spirit simply willed it simply thought it and she was pregnant there was obviously no no uh no sexual intimacy um you know, it's simply the the Holy Spirit. It says when Mary says, uh, "How will this be?" Um, and the angel says in verse thirty-five, "The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God." So, again, Mary is absolutely a virgin, um, and You know she's going to conceive uh the savior okay now this is not the catholic doctrine of what uh the catholic church calls the immaculate conception okay Uh, the immaculate conception is a catholic doctrine it's not anywhere in the scriptures okay it's not anywhere in any bible and it's a doctrine that says that when mary's mother conceived her right that Mary herself when she was conceived was conceived with a somewhat mitigated sinful nature meaning all human beings have a sinful nature but when Mary herself was conceived she had less of a sinful nature than, you know the rest of humanity again this is not a doctrine that's in the Bible it's not anywhere to be found in the Bible And again, as Bible students, as those of us who are students of the Bible and and take the Bible alone, right? I am a, a Bible alone guy, okay? Going by the scriptures alone. We got all these names for it. Again, I go out of my way actually to not use all the names that we use that sound all, you know, spiritual and, you know, going into the Greek. So there's a name called Solo Scriptura, and that simply means that. That we take the bible the word of god the revelation of the 66 books of the bible 39 old testament 27 new testament and that is the revelation and only the revelation that we have of of from god the father god the son and god the holy spirit and and that's the authority and the only authority is the bible the word of god so this doctrine that Mary herself was conceived um, with a lesser or mitigated sinful nature is something that the the Catholic Church came up with, so as to say that she needed to be less sinful than the rest of us to to carry the God Man Jesus Christ. Okay, um, and so again, very very few, very very few Catholics actually know what I just explained. Um, and you know, very, very few Christians obviously know that as well. so again, that's the doctrine of the Immaculate Conception. Uh, Mary's being made pregnant by the Holy Spirit has nothing to do with that Catholic doctrine of of the Immaculate Conception. All right um, a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, the virgin's name was Mary <laughs> um. Uh, as i said last time there were three stages scholars say uh in a, in a jewish wedding at that time uh, the first stage was where just the parents generally when the children were young or even very young would commit uh the parents of the the husband and the wife um the bride and the groom would commit when the children were young that they would be married um and then was the pledge right um or you know um or engagement but in those days what we call an engagement in our society was, you know, was a marriage. So much so, so again, when a man asked a woman, right? Um, my brother, uh, my brother Jameson recently asked Ireland to marry him. My brother Benny asked Peyton to marry him. Um, and in Jesus's day, that is a full blown marriage. Now the wedding wouldn't take take place for around another year, and you wouldn't have sexual intimacy for another year. Um, until after the wedding, but you were married at that time of engagement, and so much so um, that you would need a certificate of divorce. You would need a divorce certificate if you wanted to break it off legally. Um, now, in our society, obviously, you do not need a, a certificate of divorce until you've, you've actually gone and done the wedding, right, and gotten a marriage license. But in that day, um, the pledge or the engagement um, was was binding. So again it's like you know when we go out and ask a woman to marry us or a woman agrees for a man to marry her you know that would have been binding and you would need a certificate of divorce to break that off the third stage is obviously the wedding as i said that would generally take place around a year after the time of the the pledge or uh or or the the engagement um and at that time obviously after the wedding celebration then the couple would come together in sexual intimacy. All right, verse twenty eight. The angel went to her and said, "Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Quite a, uh, you know, quite remarkable words. Remember Mary is maybe fifteen or sixteen years old here. Um, and you know she gets this visit from angel uh, from Gabriel. Gabriel probably looks, like a, a, a normal human man, but per just perhaps clearly walking with more authority. I don't know that he had a glow around him, right? Um, but, you know, you could tell that 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 he was special. I don't know that she could g- generally know that, you know, that he was an angel, but she could definitively tell that this was a, a man of God, and perhaps she did know it was an angel, right? The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Um, again, there can be no doubt that, that Mary's incredible godly character played a substantial role, right? A meaningful role, right? Um, in her being chosen to be uh, the mother of the Savior, okay? There's no doubt of that. Um, but look at this, this, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Now, this could be said of each one of us as Christians as well. If you're a Christian today, if you're genuinely trusting and relying and clinging to Jesus alone for the forgiveness of your sins and the salvation of your soul. Again, if you don't have some crazy idea, like you're going to get to heaven by your own good life, by your own good works, right? Um, if you're a genuine Christian today, it could be said to you, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. You know, you could see these parallels, right? Scholars have made these parallels. Um where um, the Lord Jesus is going to be in Mary and was in Mary physically. But if you're a believer in Jesus Christ today, the Lord Jesus is in you spiritually. And in that state as a genuine Christian with Jesus living in you, you are indeed highly favored. We were talking in Bible study yesterday about how we just we, we don't have a perspective of how highly favored. We really are, right, Peyton? Wow, the Lord is with you. Look at verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. So again, this is a 15 or 16-year-old girl, and it says she was greatly troubled at his words. Now Again, these are the words of God, right? Sometimes the word of God can be troubling. we need to by faith understand as mary will certainly do here understand that it's for our best sometimes we read things in our bible sometimes stephen things are just things are troubling sometimes we don't understand some things we read in the bible sometimes some doctrines are difficult to understand right again mary was greatly troubled at his words we may be troubled about some aspects of scripture but we certainly we need to accept it okay Um, you notice that, you know, she's not chastised for being troubled. Look what the angel says, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. Okay. Um, so again, we can be troubled by the word of God, but we need not be afraid of it. We needn't be scared of it. And we certainly ought never reject it because we don't like what it says or because we don't, you know, we, perhaps we don't understand what it says. Okay. Okay. But the angel said to her, verse 30, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Now, again, if you're in Christ today, you too have found favor with God. Okay. As again, as Jesus is, is going to be in Mary physically, as a believer in Jesus Christ, he actually lives in you spiritually, right? The Lord Jesus himself, the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus lives in inside of you even as he lived inside of mary physically all right and again arguably that's a greater blessing in many ways okay do not be afraid okay again you can be troubled by some aspects of the bible but do not be afraid mary you have found favor with god and again you can put your your name in there if you're a christian today do not be afraid chris you have found favor with God. Do not be afraid, Taylor. You have found favor with God. All right? Do not be afraid, Scott. You have found favor with God if you're in Jesus Christ. Now, again, as a Christian, The more you're walking with Jesus, right, Billy? The more you're living for Jesus, Rap. The more you're loving for Jesus, Becky. The more you're giving for Jesus. The more you're forgiving for Jesus. The more the favor of God will certainly manifest in your life. And again, as we've already said, when you read the accounts of Mary in the scriptures, you just find a devout woman of God that's an example to all men and women about what godly character should look like. Verse 31. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. It's interesting. The the angel shows up to Mary before Joseph. Okay. Again, this is not a, uh, you know, generally, you know, throughout the scriptures, you'd always go to the husband first, right? And again, they are married. They hadn't had the wedding yet. They hadn't consummated the marriage, but the angel makes the choice to go to the woman first. Okay. So they're you know, there's a lot in the scriptures, okay, about the different roles of men and women, okay? Um, but as far as uh, God speaking to a woman, it's very clear here, okay? And certainly the Lord speaks to women today. And sometimes he may speak to your wife or my wife or another woman, and it will be our duty to listen if if the woman is saying that to us, okay? Sometimes it's hard for us to receive Um, you know, when, when the vessel the Lord is using is not what we would prefer, right? And we're all guilty of that. (laughs) Oftentimes the Lord has, has an exhortation for us, may have a word for us. Um, and, and, and it's coming from, from a woman or somewhere else, but it's a firm exhortation lining up with the word of God, but often we don't want to receive it. So it's very clear here again, right? Chloe, the angel goes to the woman again, I'm not building a doctrine here, um, but there are roles for men and women in the scriptures right um i don't think it's terribly ambiguous but um but clearly the lord you know will go to women um he will you know he'll speak to them and again we need to be open to hearing you know the exhortation that the lord gives to men and women Um, I'm not talking about teaching here. I'm not talking about pastoring. That's a whole other doctrine, right? Um, But, um, you know, we need to be humble and be open to receiving whatever exhortation the Lord has for us from whoever, as long as it's consistent in the word of God. Okay? You will be with child, Gabriel tells her, and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Verse 32 he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David 33, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Okay. Obviously 2000 years ago, Jesus has been conceived. He's been born. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords and his kingdom will indeed never end. Okay. Now this statement here in that culture would have been understood by Mary, um, who is very astute as we see in the scriptures. Um, you know, um, we see Mary, um, treasuring up, right. We're going to see in chapter two of Luke, when we go through the the birth of Jesus and the, uh, and the shepherds coming to the manger. We're going to see Mary treasuring up all these things in her heart. So we see, a again, a woman who's considering the things of God and the word of God and the, the circumstances of God in her life. Um, and again, that's an example to all of us. Right? Again, in chapter 2, it's going to say, I guess I'll read you the verse since I mentioned it. Um, verse 19. Luke 2, verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. So again, do you have a lifestyle of treasuring up the word of God and the ways of God and the circumstances in which Jesus has worked in your life? Mary pondered them and treasured them. They're treasures to her. Wow. This statement, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high in Mary's day. She would have understood this to mean that he was equal to God. To be called the son of God was tantamount that you were yourself God. It's a statement that has so much weight. There are no words, right? You remember the Pharisees were going to, you know, we're stoning Jesus and they say, you a mere man claim to be God, Jesus is fully man and yet fully God. The mystery of the incarnation of God becoming a man. Wow. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. Look at this. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Why is David called Jesus's father? Again, Jesus is full blown almighty God. According to Colossians 1:15 to 17, Jesus created the whole universe and he sustains it. Okay, the earth, all the planets, the universe, everything's created by God, the son, Jesus. Again, Colossians 1, 15 to 17. And yet here it says the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. So, again, in Jesus was born of the family line or the genealogy of David. Right. Um, He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Um, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And again, so there's a mention of King David in here, um, which, which was said is a man after God's own heart. Um, King David is a tremendous encouragement to us. There are there a are few people, maybe none, that the Bible writes about that did more wrong than David, but yet there are few, if any, that did more right than David. So again, It's the truth that sets us free. When we sin, when we fall, we ask for forgiveness, we call the truth the truth, we line up with the word of God, we repent, right? Um, But at the same time, do we have a lifestyle like David of being a man or woman after God's own heart and pursuing Jesus? Looking to glorify Jesus, to spend time with Jesus, to talk to others about Jesus, to bring Jesus up in conversation, to to have a lifestyle of advancing the kingdom of God, the son of God, the gospel of God throughout our days, right? Or are we just more interested in doing that on Sunday mornings? He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Okay. So again, David is called Jesus's father. And obviously, that's only in the human sense. Again, David would have been Jesus's great, 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 How many greats? Grandfather, right? Again, based on his humanity, not based on his divinity, May, right? The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Jesus not only reigns over Israel, the house of Jacob, but over the entire world. He's king of kings and lord of lords Jesus is the boss, large and in charge, Ian, right? All right, verse 32. Now look at the difference between Mary here and Zechariah. Verse 34, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin, okay? So we see in Zechariah, in in, uh, verse 18, Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. So Mary has faith. Mary believes the word of God. She's just simply saying, how can this possibly be? I'm a virgin. I've never been with a man. Um, And you're saying, I'm going to be pregnant. Okay. So Mary has full faith in the word of God, as we're going to see in the last verse, right? Um, You know, you see in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Zechariah does not believe Gabriel. Mary does believe Gabriel, right? Therefore, Mary doesn't have judgment come down on her. Mary's simply asking a question. Okay, that's great. But I mean, she doesn't say, how can I be sure of this? She's just saying, well, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. You see the difference there? All right. And again, Zechariah is judged by Gabriel. Again, Gabriel doesn't, don't need a judge or a jury. Gabriel himself has the authority to bring judgment. Zechariah doesn't speak for at least the next nine months, right? Um, Not a word will come out of his mouth. His tongue is closed. (laughs) And as a side note, you know, many of us might be thankful if Gabriel did that in this day, Stephen, right? (laughs) You know, it'd be nice if the Lord would shut some other people's tongues for the next nine months. Right, I'm thinking about my lovely family here, and I'm sure they're they would like the same of me. Like some of us might pray, you know, Lord, that that judgment you brought down on Zechariah, Lord, I know a few people that it'd be nice that if you closed their mouth and they were unable to speak for the next nine months, Lord. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> and as I said, that could certainly be said of me. Might be said by a lot of people of me. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. All right. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Just a sincere question. 35, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God, okay? Uh, Again, we cannot understand. Again, Mary at 15 or 16 years old, um, again, has more maturity, uh, not only as a woman, but as as a... as, as, a, as a woman of God, as a person of God, than almost any of us alive today. Um, and she would have understood the gravity of those words, the Son of God. Okay, so I'm going to be made pregnant when the Holy Spirit comes on me, the power of God Almighty overshadows me, and the Holy Spirit wills it, simply wills it, simply thinks it, and Mary's now pregnant. Mary is conceived okay um joseph is obviously jesus's stepfather because god the holy spirit is jesus's father okay because it's the holy spirit who willed mary to be pregnant right in a thought the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you so the holy one to be born will be called the son of god okay Mary would ha- have, at, excuse me, at some level understood, I'm going to conceive and God is going to be living inside of me, in my womb. I'm going to give birth to the God man. Again, she would have no way have, have understood the depth of. Or just uh, the massiveness or the all-encompassing aspect of it. But she would have known in that day when you were called the son of God. You were equal in in stature to God himself. It's uh, it's remarkable. And now look at the extra assurance Mary's given because of her faith. Because she's willing to stand in the faith she does have and not just proclaim her unbelief. Look at the blessing, verse 36, that uh, Gabriel gives her. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. See, Mary? Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. So you see where in verse 26 it says in the sixth month, it's the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. And she who was said to be barren, they had never had a child in well along in years. You remember that lovely statement the Bible that Zechariah said about his wife? Um, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. Verse 37:4, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. Okay. Um, again, if you're a Christian today, if you're if you're you've received Jesus Christ today, whatever you're going through, whatever situations you're in, whatever troubles you're having, nothing is impossible. And again, we labor just to use the little bit of faith we have again we don't need more faith we don't have a, a, a quantity of faith issue remember Jesus said you could have the faith of a mustard seed very tiny seed and tell this mountain to get into the sea and it would happen it's pretty big faith right but again if you just have a, the, the smallest amount of faith but it's the quality of our faith that matters not the quantity we all need to be refined in our faith we need the impurities to consistently be more and more removed from our faith. And then we can tell that whatever that mountain is in our life, right? Whatever that difficulty is in our life to, to get into the sea and move out of the way. And it, and it will surely happen by faith. And when we move in faith, the Lord, the Lord will bless us and throw us a bone, right? Look at this bone here in 36. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she was said to be barren as in her sixth month. Now it's interesting. Elizabeth incredible godly woman as was Zechariah her husband. They're getting a miracle. The blessing of God is going to allow her to be pregnant. God is going to cause Elizabeth also to be pregnant, but not in the same way. Elizabeth's going to get pregnant. God is going to open her womb, okay? And and by normal sexual relations with her husband Zechariah, she's going to conceive a child at a time where it was impossible. Okay. Seven year old women don't conceive children, right? Long past that age, menopause, whatever happened, shut down, not happening. No babies. Well, Robin, nothing is impossible with God. Okay. Nothing's impossible, Jesse. Okay. Um, now Mary's is going to be different than that. Right. Um, you know, many women have had children. As far as I understand, none after menopause, right? Um, I don't think it's scientifically possible after that. And again, I, this is not an area I'm an authority in, right? For nothing is impossible with God. Mary's now is not going to be the same. She's going to conceive a child, um, but God Himself will be the father of Jesus, right? And so when Jesus comes out of the womb, Right. And lives his life when he says, father, you know, God, the father is actually his father. Right. Joseph is his stepfather. Mary is his earthly mother. Wow. For nothing is impossible with God. Verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. And that ought to be every one of us today ought to use those words. It ought to say I am the Lord's servant, Esther answered. I am the Lord's servant, Gwenda answered. I am the Lord's servant, Linz answered. I am the Lord's servant, Papa answered. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. I am the Lord's servant, Damon answered. I am the Lord's servant, Susan answered. May it be to me as you have said. Right? We want to be like Mary, right? Landon, right? Halligan. I am the Lord's servant, Landon answered. May it be to me as you have said. Wow. So I'll say again, uh, we don't worship Mary. We don't pray to Mary. Okay. But certainly we look at the character of Mary and every one of us. Okay. Again, we, we, we it's not because Mary bore Jesus that we admire her, okay? It's because of the character that she displays, the godly character, the way that that she loves God, the way that she's obedient to the word of God, right? That's why we admire her, okay? Um, and all of us want to have this, this statement. All of us, this ought to be a life statement for all of us. I am the Lord's servant. Are you the servant of Jesus today. Could you say like Mary, I am the Lord's servant. Father, I do ask you to help us. Help us, Lord, like Mary declared, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said, then the angel left her. Father, we we just worship you and we thank you. We thank you for your mercy on our lives, Lord. We thank you for the incredible, godly example we have in this woman of God, Mary, Lord. Father, I ask you to help us. Help us to have this heart in us, this devotion in us, that when we come to the Word of God, when we receive a Word of God, even when it's troubling to us as it was to Mary, that we would say, even as Mary said, that we would say to you, Lord Jesus, that I am the servant of the Lord. Lord Jesus, I am your servant. Help us one and all, Lord Jesus, to say, I am the Lord's servant. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for willingly coming into this world, willingly coming in and uh, allowing yourself to be conceived um, in Mary's womb. We thank you, Lord, just for, for living your perfect righteous life for us and dying such a torturous death for us. And we thank you and worship you, our risen Savior and Lord and King and Master and God. Holy Spirit, we ask you to seal this message to our hearts now. We thank you for your mercy and goodness on our lives. Give us eyes that see Jesus, ears that hear him, and hearts to understand and obey him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.